Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast Transform Your Biz from Asia PMO. My name is Karsten Lay. I'm the co-founder of Asia PMO and OK Asia, and we are glad that you are here. Today, we have an amazing guest who gives us more insights about skills we need and skills to learn. We have a trainer and coach, Mr. Thijs van Loo. Hello, Thijs. Hello, Karsten. Great to be on the show, man. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. Please introduce yourself. Sure. So my name is Thijs van Loon. Uh, I am Dutch, as the name might say, and I'm a trainer, coach, and consultant based now in uh, Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And what I basically do is I help uh, companies with their learning and development programs. So I build learning and development strategy, you know, do skills assessments, and of course, run workshops around leadership, negotiation skills, sales and such, and help people with business-focused uh, coaching to basically overcome people's uh, barriers to change in their professional fields. So uh, been doing it for quite some time, you know, 17 already as a trainer and coach. And um, yeah, it's, it's great. And it's great to be in Asia too for this. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So... Speaking about business transformation, yeah, we had previous speaker who told us a lot about implementation and about agile management, but today the focus is more on skills and the skills to learn. So what kinds of skills you think we need for business transformations? Well, business transformation is tricky because there's so many moving parts that you need to take care of. And... Um, you know, first of all, you know, as you mentioned, your previous speaker said this, um, you know, you need to have a, a good agile plan and a good uh, overall plan in order to do that change. But the whole trick with skills is that you actually get the people to change with you. And this is one skill that I feel many managers miss, not because they don't want to, but because it doesn't really occur to them, you know, in their heads. So I think one very important skill for managers to help a transformation process is that they make sure that they have good conversations with their staff and figure out, okay, who are the different people in my team? And basically that they divide these people up and learn to understand, is this person in my team somebody who supports the transformation? Is this person somebody who is neutral about the transformation? Or is this somebody who's against the transformation? And lots of time, people in your team will not be completely upfront with you what role they actually play in this transformation. And so a very important skill for managers and leaders is to understand and talk to their staff to figure out first and foremost, how do you individually look at the transformation that we are planning? Right? And actually figure out, well, where are you? Which of these three groups are you? Right? Are you somebody supporting, somebody neutral, or somebody against? I think that's the very first important skill that leaders need to have. And, and you mentioned what we also discussed uh, previously with the other speaker, of course, transformation managers or leaders need planning and organization skills. And they also need to mm -hmm. have fun in planning and organization because you have to drive things forward. And these are more the hard skills side right? Project management skills, agile management skills, right? Scheduling and so on. But what you mentioned very well, you need, you need people skills. Yeah. You need people mm -hmm. skills to 
get everybody on board. And we see that a lot with transformation. And even sometimes as, as external consultants doing customer experience OKRs, we still make the mistake that we are faster than the client, right? And uh, already try to implement things and the client is not ready yet. They need more coaching, more training, more understanding. And we probably have to really, like you said, put people in these three groups and say, who are the ambassadors or the champions who really, who are really fan of this new program, who are the ones who are not convinced yet and who are the ones who more or less against. And we have to work on the change management side. Yeah. So where would you then start as a leader? How do you get to start on that? Well, as a leader, um, you need to start, like I said, with, with um, making sure that you uh, inform people clearly about this, right? Both in the team, but also on an, an individual basis, on a one-to-one -one basis. If your team is large, the people who are managers or team leaders in your team, they need to inform people on a one-to-one -one basis and, and make sure that they understand, hey, this is what's going on. And each for each individual employee, where does this person fit on that scale of supportive, neutral, or not supportive? Um, so that's your starting point. Essentially, once that starting point is clear, then you need to look together at, okay, how am I going to make, uh, and this is the key thing, the people in the different teams feel responsible for the change that they're going to be making. Now, this is tricky because when you basically have the people uh, set to like a, uh, the, the, the responsible part, some people are very easy you know, to pick that up uh, as long as they understand one thing. Right? And that one thing is always, and this is for each person who you talk to, whether positive, neutral, or negative, what's in it for me? So the main skill that managers need to know about is, well, how do I ask people in the right way to uh, make sure that I understand what their position is? And then how can I transform that or showcase them? What is this change going to give you and bring you on the positive note as an employee for our company that makes you want to work with us to get this implemented as soon as we can. Yeah, that, that, that is great. So what I take away from here is that we, we, need, we need to understand our people and we have to communicate with our people. That's what you said at the beginning. So it's not only communication because you said one-to-one, -one. we have to get feedback. So feedback, how they see the transformation. Let's make an example. We go from, from a normal organization to an agile organization. So some are excited. They Some have a lot of expectations. Some have probably a lot of fears because they don't understand it and they, they haven't worked in this kind of environment yet. Yeah, More self-organized, for example. Yeah, So the communication part. And then um, you said as a next part that we have to really be clear of benefits. And we see that a lot in our consulting programs, especially in OKRs, right? We are setting up a lot of OKR champion programs. So people are like, oh, you have to make five, six slides, what the OKR champion has to do, what we expect from them, how they facilitate the change. I said, yeah, but we also need one or two slides on benefits, right? What do I get out of that in my professional life? OKRs can help you to connect, to understand other teams better, cross-functional, yeah? But also even personally, I mean, 
do we have a, a fun a fun outing with all the champions? Do we have anything there? You know, I mean, there can be a lot of parts on the benefit side. Do I get the time for the transformation? Or you dump it on top of my 120% workload already, right? And I think that's that's a very good part, right? That the benefit side, yeah? So how can we make, how can we win people over when they are in the negative or in the neutral bucket? I mean, is it only benefits or do we have to do more? Well, it's benefits, um, but it's also basically keeping a mirror in front of the people who are negative, right, or neutral. And you always keep a mirror in front of people by, as a leader, asking people, what is the situation now? And how are things at this moment for you? Right? And through questioning, what you basically want to showcase to that employee who's negative is, well, this is painful. We are actually in pain right, with what we are doing now. It's hurting me in some way. Um, and this is the trick. And this is more like a sales skill related topic. But what you do is when you sell, and you do this to some extent, to the people in your team, when you sell, you always start with pain. This is where it hurts. This is what is not working for you. Now, when you've dug deep enough into that pain part for uh, the employee who is negative, that particular person will then start to realize, yeah, it's not really going as well as I would like. And then you can actually start to build the picture and paint the picture what will happen after the change has taken place. Right? And see if people then start to recognize that image. Right? That's basically your, your first step in actually selling that change. And as you've sold that change, some people will be convinced. Some people will still not be convinced. And that's okay too. Yeah? Because you don't want to push them too much on it right at the beginning. But at least what you want is that people have some kind of understanding of what that change is going to provide for them. And that way, to actually start getting them um, you know, on board. I think maybe one thing to add here is that when you are talking to people who are negative, right? Team members, they always talk to each other about, you know, uh, like the change that's happening. People talk about what they discuss in their one-to-ones. -one. So people will gossip about the change and we'll talk about it in between each other. So when you have people who are negative, you have two kinds. The negative kinds are who are very loud and vocal. And you have the negative ones who are actually quiet, but they silently push back all the changes that you're trying to make because they don't want to make them, but they're too shy to actually highlight to other people, yeah, I don't support this change. Now, the trick is when you find the negative people who are loud, try to pick the loudest one and ensure that you convince that particular person to actually come on board of the changes you're making. And the wave that that creates in your own organization and in your team is amazing because you've had somebody in the, in the beginning who was very loudly as, no, don't do the change. I hate it. And I don't like the plan and blah, blah, blah. But once you've showcase to that person, look, these are the issues that we are currently facing. This is the pain that you have with the current situation. And this is actually how this change is going to make it better for you. And you make them experience that. And they turn around and they become from uh, people who push back. They turn into supporters. These are the strongest supporters that you will have. So that's the leadership trick to actually build that skill for yourself 
to negotiate with people, keep a mirror in front of them, showcasing the pain and also showcasing the path to transformation and that way what, make, what makes their life a lot better going forward. The people who then are on board are going to create a tidal wave in your organization and that will make the change process go much faster. So that in short is kind of like the human behavior, you know, that you can actually start to use in this process for change when you're working with the people in your teams. It's it's almost it's almost like in a kindergarten when you when you get the loudest one to to sit down and eat, and then also the, the silent one starts to eat, right? I mean, maybe a bad example, but <laughs> it's human well, behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it is and it isn't. I mean, to your point. Um, in kindergartens and, and, and also, for example, people who like to posture, right? Um, it is something that we as people follow. We as yes. people follow leaders, which yes. means that if people are very strong-willed and, and clear about sharing their opinion, both, both negative and positive, right? We tend to listen to them yeah? because they give us this idea that they are so certain about things, yeah? So the better a leader you are, the better you are actually able to divert those types of people who are actually negative and bring them around and basically make sure that they support your cause, so to speak, yeah, or your change process. Yeah. And then they start shouting about the other thing, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's very good. Yeah. I mean, I think what I take away is that first, the silent, the silent uh, negative is very dangerous, right? Because very hard to, to get them, uh, maybe because you said one-to-one, -one, sometimes they open up in one-to-one. -one. Uh, normally they don't open up in the group, yeah, but one-to-ones are very important. Um, and then getting the loudest on board. Do you think it also works getting negative people or neutral people already a little bit responsibility in the transformation that they feel a little bit more a part of it or is that dangerous? Um, so you want, well, ultimately you want to give everybody the responsibility for this change, True. Uh, because you can never drive it alone. So you want to provide that for people, but, uh, especially the positive ones are easy, you know, to, to push tasks onto and to basically make people, um, you know, responsible for it. Um, however, when you look at the neutral or negative people, that's where you basically want to start probing where you want to say, hey, um, if I am going to provide some of these tasks to you, what does that sound like to you? How do you think you will uh, you know, start to address those? How do you think you will tackle those? And um, it's a good thing to start with the neutral ones, but sometimes they're also hard to spot, right? So the overall positive ones, great. The overall negative ones, good. Leave them out until they've, you know, in, until they've come around. The neutral ones, You basically want to probe there. Give a little bit to them, but not too much. Just. Um, I think in addition to this, right, like, you know, successful teams and successful individuals, they know that they have view and purpose, you know, in the organization that they work in. So when that change process that they're going, um, they going to be part of showcases that they actually have value they have to add, And also it showcases that the purpose that they're going to have in the team, right, is going to be something that is going to help the entire team and the organization change. 
Yeah, that's the part where you can start transferring this kind of responsibility to the people, right? Because they, in that case, in that case, they see the value and they see the purpose that they themselves have and the time they do have in the overall team and the overall uh, results that uh, that that the company is providing. Yeah, and I think I think that's a that's a good outlook at the end. What you give, I mean, not forgetting at the beginning, and you spoke about benefits, which is a little bit more individual or team based. But I like the idea with the value, value for the organization, value for the individual, right? I mean, inspiring people with with the transformation, with the change. Why? Always asking the why question. Why we want to become, for example, an agile transformation, not because some other startups are doing it or but because it's posh because there's really something the management thought about it and it makes sense yeah which sometimes we don't see honestly but uh, that should be the ideal case yeah uh, <laughs> um, just in a nutshell is there anything else you would like to add well you know in a nutshell um well in a nutshell to add anything it's like well how how do you broach the conversation with people? I think it's it's an important one. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I, I think the, the only thing to add here is that don't go too fast. When you are a manager um, and you run a team and you want to go through with a, a transformation process, um, give people time to first of all, start to understand that this change is going to take place, but also when you're going to focus in your one-to-one -one conversations with people, what they're going to be doing about it. Uh, don't start pushing people too soon uh, and too hard in order to start doing things because that usually creates this kind of, uh, you know, counter, like counterproductive effect where people say, okay, too fast. And they don't really usually dare to tell you this. And then they start to push back without even knowing yeah. So my experience is don't go too fast. Give people the time until they start to bite themselves and start to draw certain things of that change process towards themselves. Once they start doing that, that's when you know that they're on board. And that's when you know that you start to push some of these change things towards them and give them the responsibility for that change process. Yeah. Because then they will basically run on their own and they will start uh, doing everything by themselves. And that's exactly where you'd like your team to be. Because that's basically how we progress, how we move forward, by giving others the responsibility. And if, if you give time, people also develop curiosity, right? I mean, we see that sometimes rolling out customer experience, OKR, Agile. After four to eight weeks, people say, oh, I'm reading now this in this book. I do a Udemy on the side and I get informed myself, right? Um, which is amazing, yeah? But you don't get that when you give pressure. I think yeah. a great takeaway is, what you suggest is like we almost need a preface for a transformation that we say, okay, we need probably two to four weeks or even longer to onboard the people before we, we go with the rigid uh, project management plan, right? Where we implement and, and get new tools in and roll out trainings. Maybe we should plan the two to four weeks at the beginning to get the people on board. Yeah? And then we are back to our beginning where we said the, the first skill is, of course, the planning skill. Yeah? But a lot of time, a lot of times in the planning skills, we forget time for people, I suppose. Yeah, very good point. 
Yeah, very good point. I um, I had a, a really great uh, situation. I used to work at, uh, at a very big um, American computer um, uh, production uh, company. And in the European team, uh, we wanted to implement um, a large change, you know, in the way that we would train people because I was at that point part of the training team. And my training manager at that time, he knew that he had to convince 60 different countries you know, where we all had the, 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 the networks uh, in order to implement that change, you know, in strategy to train everybody uh, throughout all of these regions. So what he started doing was just literally for like the first month, the only thing that he did is he had a 17 slide presentation. And in there, he would explain to everybody, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to do it. These are the benefits this will bring. And he just repeated it over and over and over until everybody understood, aha, that's what we're going to do. Right? So that actually laid already the groundwork very much you know, for many people in the organization to say, okay, so this is what's going to be happening. And it worked perfectly. Because once we started rolling out that plan, you saw some regions who were, you know, who called on pretty quickly and who could, who could actually do it. And some other regions where actually had difficulty with it. So we knew then that the regions that were easy to go, we could let them go and just keep tabs on them. But the regions who had difficulty, those are the ones that we could actually give extra attention. And that's how we helped them implement the change throughout the whole EMEA region. Um, and it was a great proof, basically, of how good communication works and how good leadership works by just showcasing this is what's going to happen. This is the, the benefits that this is going to provide. And this is the pain that we're having at the moment. Now, let's move into this new role. Simple, clear, efficient. And it worked perfectly. And, and that's a great example because, I mean, a, a change or any transformation for 60 countries is, is really, really difficult and, and immense, right? So thank you very much for this example. And thank you very much for pointing out the skills, the groups where we have to think people, the time we have to take to um, talk to people, and especially also the value and benefits you pointed out, which are very important to give in a transformation. So thank you very much, Thais, for, for this podcast. Thank you. So very welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, well, see you soon. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you soon, too.